Welcome to Side B. Recall, analyze, and debrief. Our theme for this season is conversations that need to be had, recalling our past and analyzing our present to rectify our future. Side B contains the third and last section of our show, The Subway. On this side of the episode, we speculate on the subject matter that was randomly selected as our dose of the day. Then we review the topic that we speculated on by carrying it through our version of New York City's subway system. The New York Dose is a speculation-based topical podcast providing millennial conversations around hip-hop culture, current events, and the dose of the New York City lifestyle. This show is comprised of two sides, three sections, and smaller segments that populate each section. The main sections are Empire State of Mind, Times Square, and The Subway. While listening to us, use the hashtag TNYD or mention us at the New York Dose so we can converse with you. You can have your questions, comments, and concerns be a part of our episodes by leaving us Dose Mail. Just head to our Instagram on Tuesdays to see what the upcoming topic of the week is. Then call or text us at 520-815-6670 to leave a voicemail or a text message to have it air on the following episode. Now, now that's, that's the, the Dose. dose. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Hey, guys. I just want to say something out there. I'm a fan of the New York show. Yeah, y'all already know. What, what? Uh, uh. I'm about yeah. to kill it, though. Fuck up here. Let's go. What's good? Uh, what's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? Hey, hey, what's good, everybody? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Adelosa, just in case you didn't know. So, what's good, everybody? Conductor of the train, your boy, DJ SJ614, and we are the, the New, New York, York Dose. Dose. And today, Ooh. with us in Les Studio, talking Aye. about ethics and morals, okay. we have with us... Louis Moreski, Allboro Promotions. What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Hey, this is Aaron Cherry, known as Cherry Sundays with a cherry on top. Hello, yeah, hey, Cherry, Holla. make it hot, make it hot. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, our beautiful guest today. I love it. We're gonna get into the last section of our show. Yes, it is. Um, the subway. The subway and the segments in this section correlate with a few of the train lines we have in the New York City MTA subway system. And finally, addressing the dose of the day first, we try to recall how things involving the topic were handled in the past. Next, we analyze how things are going on today. Then we ride the rest of the subway uh, before debriefing at last and figuring out possible solutions on how to make things better either in our personal lives or within the world so so our dose of the day is ethics and morals and yes. our first segment is recall so as um cherry mentioned in our a side of this episode um, she invited me to this uh, town hall at Sirius XM um, where uh, DeRay McKesson was um, speaking about and basically kind of doing PR for his new book at that time, um, which is called On the Other Side of Freedom. Yep. Yay, got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, it was On the Other Side of Freedom, or it is On the Other Side of Freedom, um, which basically kind of like just detailed like uh, different like thoughts and ideas that he had like growing up like in his life and like things like that and something that i specifically grabbed from that town hall meeting um was uh the topic for today um i remember that he mentioned how 
um, watching Storm from the X-Men is where he got his ethics from like back mm. in the day, which I thought was just like phenomenally interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So the first question that I have for us in our recall segment is where did your ethics come from in your childhood? Ooh. Yeah. Louis, go first. Ooh. <laughs> you, I can go first if you want, but go ahead. I, I, I saw you with it popped in your head. So go first. I go first. Yes. Uh, we talked about this earlier, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was raised by very strong women, especially at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother, my cousin Jennifer, who's two years older than me, was like my big sister, my only child, my Aunt Brenda, and my grandmother. Um, so knowing where I came from, and but seeing the, the, the roles they could play. So not only with my mother, you know, she, she, she's a woman, but mm-hmm. she would come home and she would... She would wouldn't hesitate to, to put me in check real quick. <laughs> she wouldn't hesitate to walk downstairs and throw the football around with me. Right. Um, my grandmother, very strong woman, would, if you had a problem and you didn't know it, she'd let you know you have a problem real quick. <laughs> um, so that, that, that accountability, uh, the humility, mm. um, that, that played a lot of, lot of part in my, my, the formation of my ethics uh, at a young age, I would say. I yes. love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just to pig, piggyback off that, I feel like the same way, like, you know, I grew up, you know, Dominican household where it was just like, you know, you just follow the rules. It was one of those um, situations where it's just like strong women in my lives, like older sister, mother, like I was blessed enough to have two dads in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, I got a lot of like, more or less like good uh piece of energy from each so yeah i think the same i think the same like um Lewis, so your family yeah like where they're a family and like very strong like women yeah. like around where matriarchal like, society where it kind of like i discipline is that included in ethics Absolutely. yes yeah. definitely and i and the culture thing too mm-hmm. um italian culture matriarch very important right also though you know um I grew. Up, I was. I, I live with my mother, but my mm-hmm. father also played a role. Right. And my father is very, very old school. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's perceived and received differently today, especially amongst our generation. Yeah. But the the hold the door open, the pull the chair out, the just it's very Shivering. it was in force. Yes. This is making a lot of sense. And it was and, and and it's just and you know some people could take it how they want to take it. Yeah. Um. You know I could do it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And this and that. But it's just how you you hold yourself, and it's just uh, it's just something that was that was uh brought brought up with me. Uh. You know, through him. That makes yeah. a lot of sense because I watch a lot of like you know I'm very into like sci-fi and things like that and um, you even from like you know like this relationship is new mm-hmm. but even like from just uh, meeting you like what was it like maybe like a month ago right. you gave me very like um, old vampire traditional like oh, ve- like very like vampire. old vampire <laughs> yeah you know like how you know how like they're very just like just classic just, oh like yeah. is that good yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's good very good yeah yeah they're very classy you know all right. On the wine. I hope that's um, a good thing. Let me hold open the door for my for my mortal woman. I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that kind of thing. Um, amazing. Uh, TJ, you're not making me sound so good right now. <laughs> Cherry, what about you? Oh gosh, um, my parents basically went to HBCU. They went to Southern University, hey. and um, they protested on campus together. They did. They did. They were involved. They're very political. They're involved in like what was happening in the South. My dad is. My dad is from Shreveport, Louisiana. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. My mother is born and raised in New Orleans, and so, um, and they met at Southern University, and um, 
just instilling in me at a young age just that I'm meant to be here and just be black and proud and be unapologetic. Is that how you say it? Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. just like unapologetic. So you have, I can't, like, I can't even say the word unapologetic. It's unapologetic. like unapologetic. Thank you. It's like yeah. it's a tongue twister <laughs> for me. But me, but basically, just walk into a room and just not apologize for the color of your skin. So also, like tra- you had tradition instilled in you too. Yes. Yeah. And like so even with my grandmother. Um, my grandmother Cherry and my grandfather Cherry on my father's side, who's the Cherry? That's where the Cherry comes from. Um, wow. Just, you know, my they had 10 kids. My father is one of 10. Wow. And just the way they instilled so much of respect with each other, so much of like holding the door. And like, I find it as, an, as I get older, hard to date in the sense of like, like I look at Louie and I hear what he says and I'm like, that's the way we were taught. That's the way my, my parents were taught. Yeah. And the men and women and my family, my aunts and uncles. And then you try to find somebody to open the door for you in 2019 and they just walk in before well, you. You try you're to like, find somebody that will enter a room and say hello. You know, like, you're like ninja. Like, my man. I'm saying ninja, but you know, I really yeah, want to say. I know yeah. You, yeah. you know, you're right. like ninja. Yeah. Um, can hello. you hold the door open for me? Hello. Right. So it's very, it's very hard when you're instilled with, you know, ethics in that way. And then um, you start to see, I, I feel like a lot of that is eroding. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, okay, so. You don't have ethics around Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> he said no to being a godfather before. <laughs> you don't have any action. Um, Maybe that's why you wanted this topic, so you can ha- learn how to gain some. <laughs> I have, you know, a very um, high level of, you know, ethics and morals. Do you? Um, <laughs> Me personally, you know, I can see the, so I feel like the common thread between all of you is that, you know, it's rooted in family, it came Respect, from family, like you know, tradition, the ancestry, yeah. tradition, things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> I know, um, I know, so, yeah, I know. I'm yeah. not surprised. So we can tell. So you I don't care about your ancestors? I mean, I, of course I do, of course I okay, do, but so like, then you should care not about that. enough for me to root my ethics into it. I don't think... But like, you I wouldn't mean, hold the door open for me? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. But for Case you, point. it's more yeah. based you? upon your own. Exactly. So, my... And, and it sounds crazy, but, like, I really... um I can't remember the, the specific term anymore, but I was listening to... I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul Conversations, like, a long time ago, and she had this guy on, and they were speaking about basically how we live um these different lives that lead us up until, like, our like ninth or tenth um sequence or something like that and like after your ninth version of yourself that's when like you're not reborn anymore but like you have those like nine chances to like keep coming back and like kind of just like being like the best version of you that you can be within that um lifespan right so i when i was younger like i really was i feel like i had a lot of knowledge that like other younger children didn't have and i was really kind of just operating like on my own like i really was kind of <laughs> just like compiling my own thoughts and like things like that and i really specifically where were your parents but like, the knowledge where, didn't come from your parents honestly no okay so you you self-learned is what you're saying I, i'm i'm very big on the fact that i did self-learn now of okay. course my i mean my father you know that's t- another story it's a different <laughs> story but my mother was with me every step of the way like that yes, kind of thing mama but i think being an only child she knew how to let me rock Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i i was not a needy i don't remember being a needy child i don't remember yeah and i think like i mean i'm not a mom or anything but i deal with kids a lot and i'm around moms a lot um where it's just like in the only child like especially like 
if you think of the development of children, like I feel like at the age of like what seven, mm-hmm. maybe eight, you guys are already pretty much yeah, independent. You know, like yeah, yeah, in yeah. a way where you know how to like use I know, the bathroom, I know, you know how, to, how to. I knew how to guide myself. Yeah, so the I could just imagine, like I'm just imagining you, like at that age, just like really being like yeah, on I was, your own. Yeah, I was, like, I was, uh, and and it's weird because of course, like I wasn't on my own. Like my no, mom well, was yeah, there not providing, on your own, but but like mentally. I was good. Like I was like coming up with my own theories, um, telling myself who I wanted to be. I knew what I wanted to do from the age of eight. You know what I mean? Like I was like very kind of just like, all right, this sure is who I am yourself. as a person. Yeah, I was very sure of myself from a very young age. Um, and aside from that, I feel like a lot of my ethics also came from um, media, specifically TV, specifically. And I didn't realize this until like this now. I hope not Bad life. Girls Club. No, not Bad Girls. <laughs> I don't think Bad Girls Club was around back then. No, but, it wasn't. Um, but specifically, I'm just teasing. Um, Sailor Moon. <laughs> funny enough, so Sailor Moon was like this like cartoon um, that came on Cartoon Network back in the day, and it was always like Dragon. Like everybody in our generation is either crazy over like Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z. And the reason why I say that I feel like a lot of my morals and my ethics. Um, are rooted in Sailor Moon is because I went back um, like maybe like three years ago and like watched those old episodes and I um, saw I saw that after every episode of Sailor Moon they always had this little PSA at the end that kind of like recapped the theme of the episode mm. and it will always be like treat your friends with love they you know those are who you're gonna have for the rest of your life or like be kind to the people around you and like blah 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 like it was always messages like that and i look at me today and realize like the amount of friends that i have around me and i really think that it's because subconsciously i was learning these tactics from sailor moon back in the day that was basically like yo you need to have all your sailor scouts to succeed like you need a team yes. you need this you need that you know what i'm saying so um, I feel like uh, that's where my my morals and ethics. Okay, were, were Sailor rooted. Moon. Sailor okay, Moon. Sa- yeah. So shout out to Sailor Moon. Shout yeah. out to Sailor Damn, Moon. Ma- Mama Tisha. She he said that you didn't teach him. Teach him <laughs> <laughs> he said you no, just you I just created like, him and know, left him be. <laughs> just like you know, honestly, like just like, and I guess this will guide us until like the next phase. But you know, I feel like. I tell people a lot of the time that what I learned from going to Buffalo State College mm-hmm. was how to be an independent artist. You know what yes. I'm saying? I feel like if I would have went to a conservatory... Well, no, I didn't learn... In a way, I don't know how to well, be independent right. as a person, yeah. Well, for me personally, because like while I was on that campus in my field... Yeah, you were was, very invested. I was very active, you know what I mean? And not only in doing the shows that they gave me but that's where i wrote you know like my first show right and established my own like little independent um like theater company amongst me and my peers and we started doing shows um on our own outside of the department you know what i mean so i feel like um uh without going had i not gone to buff state i wouldn't have learned how to create my own work you know Mm -hmm. i would have been very dependent on coming back to new york city um and and always feeling like I have to audition and I have to wait for someone to give me that green light and give me that go. Um, I feel like it was at Buff State that I learned how to take charge. And I feel like back in the day, it was my mother letting me rock that taught me, you know, in a subtle way, 
how to take charge of right. my own, you know, not mm-hmm. having to yada yada that in the third. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, wait, really quick, really quick. Yes, this is a yes, sidebar. Yes. yes. This is a sidebar. When, when you went to go visit Buff State, did you feel like, yes, I, I, I didn't my, go visit. You didn't go, you just wow. went. Yeah, I, just, I knew. You know, I'm connected with the spirits. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> they came that's, to, so, but that's crazy that you felt that though because yeah. I feel like that still correlates to like what I felt because I went on an EOP trip. I was EOP. Were I was EOP too. Yeah. EOP? So I did the EOP trip where, mm-hmm. you know, they picked us up on 42nd Street in front of the big ass yeah, library and they we took a Greyhound over there um, and that first that was like the first we stayed there for like maybe the weekend it was right. like Saturday then we left Sunday right? right and I was just like I totally felt like I like you know it was just like okay I belong here this is it you right. know and I just I wanted to know if you felt that too yeah so yeah. the guy came to TU actually and he was like speaking in our lunchroom um, to the seniors about it and I was actually dead set on not going to college like I was not gonna go I had applied to no schools wow. my senior year and it wasn't until like he came and gave us that conversation that I was like okay Buff State is where I want to apply like my aunt went there also and I was like and let me throw in these other schools also right yeah and that's how that went down uh, um, that's all I wanted to know but moving into <laughs> our next segment this yes. is Analyze um, so this is where we're going to get into the today of everything so first I want to begin this section um, by um, analyzing the definition of can I say the definition of ethics please do alright because I had it pulled up that's anyway. right go off um, so ethics is a noun and it's According to dictionary dictionary.com, it's moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. Mm. And the example they give is medical ethics also enter into the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. And synony- synony- synonyms are moral code, morals, morality, moral stand, all that with morals. In Lots it, of things so. about principles and behaviors. Conduct, virtues, standards, behavior, all of that. Things like that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of just like who you are and how you operate, I guess. But right? I guess it's the same definition of morals. If morals is a synonym. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but why is it two different words? Uh, they say that moral is a lesson, especially one concerning what is right or prudent that can be derived from a story, a piece of information, or an experience. So I guess they're not the exact same thing, but they marry one another. Mm-hmm. Because maybe it's by learning these lessons and gaining morals that true. compile your ethics. Yes. And that's true. That's that, exactly I can right. see that. But I feel like a lot of people be like, you don't have any morals. I feel like they should say you don't have any ethics, ethics more yeah. than morals. Cause mm. if morals is something that compiles yeah. something, then why, you know what I mean? I, no, I agree. I well, I think, I think that ethics is the practice of morals, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that ethics is, um, who you are, mm-hmm. but it, it's a relationship between who you are and how, ha- and how you react. So it's ever changing. You know what yeah. I mean? So you know who you are, but if a situ- certain situation, you know, comes about, um, yeah, ethical practice in that, at, that pertains to that certain situation, I mean, it, it'll change. You know, yeah. you know, you have your morals, but, but, but ethically, you know, given the situation, you know, that, that marriage that you just talked about, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what it's about. I, I can see that too. I like that. Yeah. Um, so my first question in this section is, where does the source of your ethics and morals come from today? You know, I feel like over time we always grow and learn new things. And, you know, I don't watch Sailor Moon anymore. <laughs> right. So my source is different now. Um, so where are you learning from in this point in your life? 
Where am I learning from? Ooh, right. Of course, is the circle I keep around. I really okay. feed off mm-hmm. of energies, as cliche as that sounds yep. right now, because, you know, that's a trend. <laughs> it's like good vibes. Right. Keep your tribe, you know, right. tribe, you know, but all that. I mean, it's cliche. But for a it, reason. it's cliche for a reason. But it's also like it's true, you yeah. know, so it's like I think that's where I'm getting it. But I think, you know, in this day and age where it's like, you know, we already have it instilled in us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like it's about four to five. Amazing if you can add on to it, but yeah. I think more or less, especially in the age that I'm in, where it's just instilled already, and that's just what I go by, which is what came from my parents, how I grew up, and all that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cherry, I know you had something. Oh, well, I was gonna say I do agree with it, with a, with it being instilled in me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it resonates with me more, and I'm proud to say that it hasn't left. Mm-hmm. In the climate that we're in, because mm. yes, as a, especially in this day and age when there's a lot of anti-blackness, when there's a lot of anti-Muslim, there's a lot of anti-just LGBTQ, mm-hmm. anti-anti-anti-anti, right? Yep. I'm anti-immigrant. I can go on and on and well, on. Well, just more things coming to light. It's always been there. But. Yeah, it's always been yeah, there. Yeah, right? yeah. And so I feel like um, that t- for me. I feel like I passed the test because when all these things, yes. you know, because growing up, you know, you know what's there, but then when you see it played out the way that it's played out through policy, right? And every every day you wake up, you can't have a break, you can't catch a breath, and you wake up, and next thing you know, it's like we're leaving the guns peace treaty, and next thing you know, we're leaving the climate change, we're leaving mm-hmm. like just all the stuff the U.S. is like. Now we're standing with Syria, we're standing with all these people, and um, it just resonates in me that. I pass the test because no matter what happens, my ethics and morals only grow and get rooted yes. into the ground more like a fucking tree. That's right. Like, you know, it's like, I shall not, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted hey. by the water. <laughs> yes. So for me, it's like that encourages me to keep going, but I get tired. Yeah. You know, but they say, you know, it's like a mirror, but every time something comes up, I'm like, my ethic and mor- ethics and morals come to play where I'm just like, I will not be moved. I will not be swayed. I'm going to keep fighting for us and against these policies that are hurting the country and hurting black and brown people and also hurting immigrants and also yes. just hurting people who, you know, like the white allies, hurting the white allies too who are on our side. Yep. So I just feel like um, the policies and under this administration that's being thrown in my face every day only instills my ethics and morals deeper into the ground. Yep. Oh, love it. I love everything that you just yes. said. <laughs> what about you, Louis? Um, so I believe that the morals are instilled at a young age. I'm not going to say ever changing, but I think that they are constantly evolving. Um, and I think that as I grow older, um, a lot of my ethics comes from things that are unfamiliar. So I think that a lot of things where people become anti is because they are uncomfortable with things that are unfamiliar. And just because of that doesn't mean you have to be, you know, against it. Um, So even like stepping into something like this today that I've never done before, Mm. it's it's that that there's a second before you do it and you're like, maybe, you know, that that the second thought, just like your text, that second thought, um, and you just, you you step forward. So I I think it's... where I draw from today is the unfamiliar um, and really trying to, to, for myself to, to wrap my hands around that unfamiliar um, and, and, and get comfortable with it, you know? And, and, and if, it, if it's not for me, then at least I, I, I gave it the, the, the try and, and it's not for me, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it as well. Um, I think for me, 
Um, so, like all of you have said so far, like uh, a lot of my ethics and morals are already here, and it's all about fortifying at this stage right now. Um, I do believe that um, something going back to what you said, Addie, uh, with like the people like around you. I do believe that uh, when new people come into my life, um, I do that think that they are here to bring me a certain lesson mm-hmm. so i try and a, to and some value too yeah, like. of course yeah um and that might be positive value or negative value in the sense that you are teaching me what not to look for in the next person after you or anything like that right um or you are teaching me what i will no longer tolerate you know what i right. mean going forward um so um i feel like i get my ethics and morals from those around me as well um, still from, I don't think so heavily from media today, especially with like all like the fake news and things like that. I don't think that any of us pay too much attention anymore to what's happening, um, on the, the television or on the whatever. But, um, as far as new media goes, we have all these wonderful outlets like podcast now where we were, I mean, I'll say personally where I am learning lots of new things like listening to Oprah's uh, super soul conversations um, has opened my mind to um, a lot more aspects of like life and the, the self-conscious and things like that. Listening to a podcast like brilliant idiots has allowed me to yes. uh, tell myself that it's okay that I don't, I do not know a lot of things, you know what I mean? And it's okay to admit that because, you know as men as much as people don't like him but one of the most fabulous things that i learned from charlamagne the god is that the smartest person in the room is the one that's asking the questions you know mm-hmm. not yep. the one that's assuming that they do already know everything um so i so i guess i can say that new media is where my new ethics and morals might be coming from but um at this stage it is about fortifying the ones that i already have and have already learned so I love it. Yeah. Super yes. dope. Um, what about you, Adeloso? <sighs> but this is the source. Um, I won already. No, you did. I'm your question to our guests. Oh yeah. Um, how important are ethics and morals to you and in others? Like, especially when you're starting relationships, whether it's romantic relationships, I feel like number one is plays a major part, at least for me. Um, and just like just friendship or even business partnership, like how does how big does it play in those type of relationships? And is that the number one thing that you're looking for when building a relationship? Yeah, um, character for me is the most important thing that there is. Um, Like I said, accountability, humility, and ambition, I think, are the three things that make up character. And you think that all falls under morals, like morals, character? Mm. Do you feel like that's the leering or like... I feel like it's combined because for me, when I think about my tribe um, that I'm around, because the older I get, the less I don't need 10,000 friends like when you're in high school you want a whole bunch of friends right. and now I'm like I just want my five my six right you know? like you're and you're good, good with that I'm content, good, right? right and so I have my five or six and I think about my tribe and how we all you know we we think alike in a lot of ways and in a lot of ways we disagree on a lot of things but it's all rooted but we all come from a good place right they're good people they're morally sound their ethics are intact and Politically, we might disagree on things or the way we view how we approach a relationship. Should a guy approach you? Should a girl approach you? And things like that. Mm-hmm. But overall, 
I just feel like their character, even when they're by themselves, they're good people. Because, you know, like, that's the test of your character. What do you do when you're by yourself, right? right. In the room when no one's looking. And, um, and as far as dating, for me, especially as I get older, especially under this administration, you, I need you to be on point. I need you to come correct. I need okay. you to be morally sound. And if, you, if you're yes. looking at, and if you're looking at my community and you have one negative, thi- negative thing to say that's not constructive, I'm out. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting relationship. Same here, Sherry. You could say something negative, but it could be constructive. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, and I think, um, you know, character as in, so you can't understand somebody that doesn't understand themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's important to detach from that because if you if if that is the case, that's okay. That 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 that'll take their time to to do what they need to do to figure themselves out. Um, for me personally, you know, I a man that knows something knows he knows nothing at all, right? So I constantly, even when I am uncertain about some things, I know myself. Even if I second guess myself, I know that. It, the reason why I reacted the way I did is because that 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 was my fate. That's how I that's that that was the calling that I was supposed to that that was what was supposed to happen. Um, right. and I'm confident in that fact that at least I know I know myself. So therefore, you know, if it's on things work out, business, romantic, whatever, with another person, I, I still know what I'm looking for, and I, I still know you know w- what has to mix. It keeps going. The bar- yeah, yeah. The marathon continues. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um. I think some morals are very important, I mean, to me personally, and I, one of my biggest things, um, I mean, and this will come up in a uh, later question, but one of my biggest things is I'm very old-fashioned and traditional in the sense of I still believe in um, people's word, um, and I, like, I hold, so, like, you know, I'm a Gemini, and we hold like language, like language and communication are like core values. Right, like I'm a Gemini, Gemini as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. There you absolutely. go. Yeah. You're a Gemini. June third, yeah. Oh, Aries. Shit. I, mean, everybody. I mean, I'm a little sick in the head, right? Oh <laughs> shit, Louis. Oh, that's why. That's, that's why this works so well. That's no, works no. Works well. <laughs> <laughs> but word is very important. Word is very important. You don't have your word. word. I mean, what do you have? You know. Exactly. And my, you know, my fellow Gemini brother can attest to that. Um, I'm done. Gemini's whole like we hold language and like and like the man's word or you know I mean like humankind's like mankind's word um that's a core value for us um so whenever I encounter someone that shows me that they cannot keep their word or they have um failed on keeping their word uh too often that's a huge huge turn off for me whether you're a friend a romantic other like no matter what like if I feel like you no longer hold value in your own word, then I can't trust you on, on anything. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, like, there's nothing there. Like, if you don't respect your own word, then what more do I have to go on? You know what I mean? Um, they say actions speak louder than words, but I disagree. I believe that the two speak equally. It just depends on which one you want to use more at that point in time. Mm. So, um, Really, you think, I mean, I think it depends on the certain situation, but I do feel like actions, no matter what, speak louder. I don't think so. Then words, because anyone can talk. Anyone can talk. Like yeah, so but also like, anyone can do. You know, yeah. I feel like they go hand in hand. It just you depends really on which think one it you goes use. Hand you know what's hand? the worst though? When so, someone says hand. one thing, and they do another. Yeah, that's the worst. 
Absolutely. But that's like what I'm saying. Actions speak louder than words. So then that's when you know. Yeah. Like if the actions correlate or they fucking simultaneously match with what they're saying. But you know what's interesting for you too? You said you're very old fashioned, traditional in the sense that you believe in the word. Um, and when we talk about it, so f- that usually is inherited family. But you were saying how, you know, you're more you of an ethics. You would detach come from, from yeah, family. That, that you came from, from self-awareness from yourself. Yeah. So it's interesting to say that, you know, you're traditional in that sense. And that would mean that, you you know, you developed that. Because I think Absolutely. also like that is interesting and that's good that you brought that up, Louis. Because I think when I think of tradition, I think of family. Right, right, right. So it's just like you know what you brought up, like what was passed down. To tradition you. for me, like you know, fans of this podcast, you know, know how, how I speak about you know, like um, I'm very connected with the spirits. Uh, tradition for me um, has to mean that it came from like a previous life and it just got brought down to this one as well. You know what I mean? Like, somewhere along the line, I had to be some type of, like, knight or some shit like that. Where, um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> where, like, I like there's two past lives that I'm absolutely sure of. And that's one um, as a cat. Um, I was a cat and I was and worshipped in Egypt. Demon. Absolutely. You were. Um, and the other one, um, was a I, was a, I was a race car driver. Um, what? Race what the job. fuck? Yes. Hey, I'm yes. a man. I'm yeah. a man. Uh, I don't but, get that. I don't get that at you, all. You can't. You can't until you're. <laughs> Excuse me. What do you mean you can't? You can't until you. Until, until what? You experience it. I don't know. A but race just, car driver. Why do you feel you were a race car driver? Because I have flashbacks and dreams about it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. I find for me, as I get older creating my own traditions mm. you know because i think about the southern traditions that my family has i think about spiritual traditions i think about um connecting with my ancestors but you know being in new york and being my own woman being away from family being away from my parents living on my own and then it's like how do i define myself and i find that i'm creating my own rit- rituals like you yeah, know like yeah. my own i you know i have an altar things like that come on and so you know and so, but I'm building it on my own. No one's saying, this is what you should do. You can't right. do this. You can't do this. And it's, and I find, what I do find is that my family has instilled a lot of great traditions because I see some of those traditions being incorporated, but I'm still defining them on my own. Right. And I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly how it was for me in my childhood. You know, it was never like you can or can't. I feel like I always had that that option to decide for myself, you mm-hmm. know? And from a young age, I was creating my own rituals. Like, I love how you define that. Yeah. Absolutely. Us three, only child? Yeah. Only, only child, child, only yeah. child. Yeah. See, that's it's it, interesting. see? It's I wonder if that's the key. I mean, I don't know what it's like to grow up with siblings, but I have friends who have siblings. And then, <laughs> and then I have friends who have siblings, and I feel like, and I look at them, there's times where I do wish I had an older, older course, brother or right. sister. Same. Because, right. like, when my mother gets on my nerves, I just wish I could pick up the phone and be like, can you get mom today? Yes, because yes. My mom yes. is getting on my nerves, right? Yes. Like, I don't have anybody to put her off on, but exactly. I, I still love her, you know. But um, but I wonder what's, what's that like, you know. But at the same time, I just like the freedom of the only children because yep. I see my friends with siblings and they don't have the freedom that I have in, in the sense of, like, they always have someone they have to answer to or take care of or la 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 you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, God. I, I don't think I've ever been in the room with so many um, only children yeah. before at the same time. Yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. Um, now, the other question that I want to ask is, uh, what are your ethics? Oh, 
Yeah, if we can, if we can define like a few of them, maybe on paper, what would they be? Oh wait, go back. Can you give me? <laughs> do you have the ethics definition? Of? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, because yes. I just now I'm like, whoa, I, I wasn't expecting that. Yes. So, um, ethics are the moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. So it's a it's a practice. It's, it's a practice. practice. How you practice your morals. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I will tell you this. Okay. This is this is how I define it. I can't say. This is an example that just happened to me a couple of days ago. Okay. So, oh my gosh. So this, is, this shows my ethics. Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, a lot of hospitals around New York City, I'm pretty sure around the world, but since I'm here in, in New York, mm-hmm. um, what they do is they hire actors. The SP. Yes, SPs. I just got a little audition for that. Okay, well, you got to tell me which one because then I can put it, I can make a phone call or put a little warning. Yes, yes, okay. Yes. But I do that too. When I, when I know I, you do. When I, I know, yeah. Yeah, when I'm around or whatever. You were the first person I heard that from. See, hey, I man. never knew about it. And so, um, but you let me know who you talk to. Okay. Okay, so, so I was at, um, I can't remember which hospital I was at, but basically the doctors are either in their first year, some of them are graduating there before they go into their they go into the auditions to get their routines and for their internships, things like that. So one you have to act, they give you a scenario where my character, they say, This is what you're sick with, this is your illnesses. So the the, the student doctors will come in and ask you questions and it's set up like an actual doctor's office. Right. They have everything they need. You're in a gown and you you have to come up with the symptoms and everything. So we're, we're there, and they have to guess what your symptoms are by the questions they ask. So one of the doctors, I, I had three that morning, and one of the student doctors came in, and he dropped $20 out of his pocket. Ooh. <laughs> so I see a fall, and I'm like, $20. Hello. I mean, you know, a sister could use an extra $20. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter what I have in the account. Okay. Okay, but the thing is, like, like going through my head, like, um, should I take it? What I do? What should I do? La la la. So he, so we go through this, and he has to do a part, a part where he has to give me the bear, the bear, the bad news. Right. I have to respond to that, and then um, we go through. And afterwards, there's feedback. Like the doctor, the student doctor will say, "Well, I'll ask him how do, how does he think he did or she did." And we'll have a conversation, and I can give him feedback personally about how. If I feel comfortable, because the important thing is some doctors don't make the patients feel comfortable. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what they have us do this for. So he leaves the room. I swoop in, pick up the $20. Mm-hmm. So I, I put it in the envelope, like the, um, the envelope they provide us with all the information about all the students. And the whole time, I'm like, do I take this $20? <laughs> do I just leave here and go buy a nice big bottle of red wine? Talk about it. You know what Come I mean? Do I, do I get some nice olives and some cheese with yeah. the $20 right yeah. through my head? So then by the time, by the end, I'm there for three hours. So by the time the, the three hours are done, I go to the head of the head doctor and she's like, she, you know, she and he, there's two. And they're, they're like talking to us, asking us a couple of questions. And then I say, you know what? I said, listen, one of your doctors dropped $20. Here's the $20. I, and I was like, I think, I can't remember his name, but I think it's the second doctor that I talked to. Mm-hmm. But I literally saw a file out of his pocket. I picked it up, and I want, I want you to make sure that he has it. And then I'm like, great. That's ethics. I get it. And the whole time that I get home, I'm like, damn, I could have had some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I could have had some olives. But I felt better. Because you know what? Right. If I lost $20, I would want somebody to give me my $20 back. But at yeah. the same time, I was like, there's times where I fight where I'm like, well, God wants me to have this $20. 
because why else would why else would he produce put twenty dollars in front of me? So basic. That's so. Is that an ethics definition? I I, I, I definitely uh, think so. I definitely yeah. say that's an example as well. Too. Okay, good. Yep. Okay, All right. yep, absolutely. Um, I love that. What about you, Louis? <laughs> so I'll define my ethics by this statement right here. Yes, I can never be wrong walking on the side of right. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. you so how come you, with the quote? Yeah, how, how you choose to interpret that is how you know. Yeah. So if I found twenty dollars, if I felt that it was right to pick up and keep that twenty dollars, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I if can't I thought that in my then. intuition, you know. Right. Oh damn! Now you make me regret my decision. Ah. I feel like because I felt like I was like, okay, this is right. If I pick, if I want, he should have kept that. I need a bottle his... of wine and some olives and some blue there cheese. I know. Because sometimes I'm not hungry. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to cook. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Let me just have have some some cheese cheese and olives and a little bit of crackers. A very classy woman over here. (laughs) (laughs) It's very classy. A very midtown woman. (laughs) (laughs) Hell's Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen type of woman. Damn it. Now I'm like, dang. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I actually do feel good that I gave it back. But I did. I. But the thing is, like, it was a. It was a test against my ethics. I'll say that. I feel that. Uh, um, I think. What about you, Adeloso? No, I was gonna say it's gonna go to my next question. Uh, well, I mean, well, we're defining right now. So, what are your uh, ethics? I told you. Tell me again. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the shut at home is not is not working out right now. Um, no, I. I mean, ethics pertaining to what? Because I feel like it's different for So each. we define, I'll do it again, um, <laughs> especially for our listeners. Um, Adeloso disappeared to the bathroom. Yeah, I did, I, I yeah. did, I did. And this wine is just like, ooh. So I'll say it again. Um, ethics are the moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. Oh, yeah. So yes. what are my ethics? What are what are like specifically ethics. like what are yeah, if things you could that def- I'm just like if you like, could like put some of them on paper like what would they be or you oh, know yes. you could put it in a sentence like Louis did you know a nice little spine or you can give a story like Cherry did yeah um, I feel more or less of course the holding of the door when it comes to like a man or anyone chivalry or anyone like if, if I'm walking like especially on, especially on the train like right yeah. right when you're like everyone is rushing out like to get out and then sometimes you have to do the, use the door you you don't mm. want to do the turnstiles whatever yeah. like people dead ass just be walking through it like they don't hold it for the people in back Behind of them, them and yeah. i'm just like come on like what is it really gonna hurt like yeah. what is it really i think things like that um of course when i'm going out to restaurants i'm always looking at whoever i'm with how they treating the waiter yes. um manners so it sounds like manners yeah when you're on a manners. day that is like i think about that's like um, the biggest thing if you're on a for date, like um um, I'll say for the people who are on date with men, I'll say mm-hmm. this because you know, or anyone you're on a date with anyone. But like, the thing is, like men, women, the trans, way they treat, anyone. but the way they treat um, the staff, the, the staff or yep. the bartender. So like, for if you're out on a date with a man and the and the the bartender is a woman and how they treat them, or how like Louis like is close to his mom, that's a good sign, right? right? It's like you want to look at people who like how did how are they with their sisters? How are they mm-hmm. with their mothers? Or, but, you know, yeah, so it just triggered me. But anyway, but, I didn't mean to cut you off. That just no. triggered me. But yeah. you know what? I also think that those are specific qualities um, or ethics of us as artists that we look out for because I feel like we've, because we've been in those roles. In those roles, we yeah. We know how we want them to be, be treated, treated because we now know how to treat them and we want our counterparts. I, th- I think that to, plays a part, but I think when it comes to like ethic and morals and again, like, and again, it was instilled in me since I right. was young, just like treating people like no matter With what, kindness. like, and like coming into a room, 
if you're coming into a room and you don't know anyone i know that that could be a little bit intimidating for some people who are hearing about this because i was a very shy girl like i never fucking spoke ever in high school like i was a high i was a wave and smile high girl yeah very type of girl i just was i had a lot of insecurities i just did not like the spotlight i did not like to speak out loud so i can understand where it could just be like when you're going into a room and you don't know anyone of course i feel like i had to grow confidence in order to be like hi my name is adelise like mm-hmm. coming in a room mm-hmm. and not giving a fuck if anyone felt intimidated or they felt like she's doing the most because she's saying her name and right. introducing you know some people who also don't do that they feel like why is this person being they immediately judging yeah Yeah, you know so nice too friendly but i think that's so important like i think that's number one like even besides like treating people like around you friendly like if you're going into a space or a room where you don't know anyone or you got invited by a friend i think it's so important and it's so like like the that's like the first impression. To make your presence known. The, the first impression where it's just like you're stating yourself mm-hmm. and then you're acknowledging everyone in the space that you're coming in. Right. And I think that's number one in, in anyone that I'm dating, anyone, my friends that I'm bringing around because also like, that also tells me like, I'm a very like social person now. So I'm mm-hmm. very like intertwining, I'm talking. So that also shows me that you can hold your own and you're confident exactly. in yourself. Whereas like, if I am mingling and talking to I don't other have people, to baby you. I don't have to baby you. I don't have to worry about you because I do worry about like if other people feel some type of way or like i like to make everyone feel welcome yep. so it's like it's a big thing that's yeah. a really big thing for mm-hmm. me so I love, that. I love that um for me personally my some of my ethics if i could put it down on paper um the golden rule mm. i i'm a firm believer and treat others the way that you want to be treated i yes. feel like if we followed that this world would be <laughs> a much better place like it's such common sense um <clears throat> i'm a firm believer in the fact that um, your man might be with someone else and it's, you know, it's your responsibility um, to go and grab that, you know. If, wait, you know, wait, what do you mean grab it? If we're, what? like, if I'm at a party <laughs> and, wait, I just want to be clear. Yes. So, if, if, so if I'm at a party yes. and I'm hanging with my man and my man's my man, yes. but if he starts to wander off and, like, like at least what saying, do you mean? If, he's, if he can hold his own, he's mingling, I'm supposed to go over there and be like, don't mingle? Oh, no, 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 no. What I mean is, perfect example is Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys' man. Was why is everybody mad man. at Alicia? Why is everybody mad at her? Like, oh, no, 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 he didn't no, have no, nothing no. to do with it. I'm not mad. Swiss That's the thing. Swiss That's the thing. I'm not mad at all. Like, like she was the only Swiss. one in that party. Yeah, I'm saying sometimes you might have your soulmate might be with someone else. Well, I know Alicia Keys, and it might be your responsibility so, to go and Swiss grab Beats, your soulmate. Swiss Beats was with his girl, his high school sweetheart. Like they had two kids together, whatever, mm-hmm. all this stuff. They were still together, um, and then he started talking to Alicia Keys, and they started, like, you know, getting more acquainted. And eventually, you know, it came out that they were, like, in relations with each other and all that stuff while he was still with the high school sweetheart. So, basically, mm-hmm. he was cheating. And I feel he, like that's he, your soulmate. Don't cheat, but you get your man. He has a, chi- he he has a child like with that Alicia was Keys? His, uh, he has a ch- one child, child with Alicia Keys. So, yeah, Egypt, now, yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. So but they basically saying like him and Alicia Keys are soulmates. But they start they started off they started off on very messy foundation. Yeah, right, where right, it's right, just right, like yeah. he was with someone else. Right. Right. But sometimes soulmates are messy. Out well, Kendra's are messy. But I feel like if you with but moonmates like but, Kwame said. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like if you're if he because I you I got new information right because I do know that they you know he, he was dipping out but that's why I'm like don't be getting on Alicia Keys no 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 like no. she the only one and she, yeah. she the one she like party of one no. but um go ahead, sis. but my thing is 
um, even if he felt like that's a soulmate, I feel like there has to be ethics and morals of respect right. of, of the woman and say, you know what? I think you're my soulmate, you, but because I'm with this woman, let's just hold off. I'm going to divorce or do whatever. Right, and then peace right. out. But don't be, make it messy by saying this is my soulmate, but then your ethics and morals are going to cause you to cheat. <laughs> yes. Does yes, that make sense? Yes, yeah. yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and that could, that could also be very tricky because I, very, I think when it comes tricky. to love. Why are you saying it like you've been there? <laughs> It's like when you, when, you know when feelings are involved. It's not the conversation for that, but you know when feelings are involved and like you know it's like that classic like you know I love you and it's like that. It's like forbidden. There's some like that forbidden yeah. feeling where it's just like we're not supposed to be doing yeah. this and you know that is wrong, but yeah. you still do it anyway. Like, and I can understand that too to a certain extent, but it's also like damn, like if it was me, like because I can understand Leisha's role because I I feel like. Have I been there before? I feel like maybe once. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like, you know, I've been there where it was just like, oh my God, like we have such strong chemistry and you're with someone else. Like, why? Like, mm-hmm. you know? And like balancing that and analyzing that. I mean, you know, so. I feel like that's why, you know, our generation today um, put polyamory at the forefront mm-hmm. um, because I feel like a lot of us felt like, you know, we our love too many people. Other people. <laughs> and. You know, we just had to mend that. But, you know, so those are my, my <laughs> That's totally um, different to- topic. Yeah, totally That's another different episode. Topic. I also believe in multiple soulmates. That's another one of my I, I, I agree with that. Just one. And um, I think there's not just one. I also, mm. so going But that doesn't mean you have to be with every, I feel like when people believe yes. soulmate, you, and every person that you meet that's a kindred or soulmate you're supposed to be with. That's Absolutely. the difference, though. Absolutely. Like, I'm like, so, okay, this is a kindred, we're yes. friends, exactly. or like in a different time yes. or something, but every if I meet... Since I believe there's more than one soulmate, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna be on my back for every day. Like Lord, like what happened? Like Lord, Look, so I can't be on my back that much. So I gotta people, just pick one. Take that route. <laughs> they on their back every day. But. but I feel like that's that's um, every soulmate is not meant for to be sexual or a yes. relationship or marriage. Mm. They're here to teach you something. It could be a first season. That soulmate might be in your life for a day, yep. six months, a year for the rest of your life. And I feel like that's where a lot of people don't understand soulmates. Absolutely. Really? And because I think, sorry. Yeah. Because we grew up like soulmates being one. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, lo- I love what Cherry said because going back to the episode that Kwame mentioned, the woundmates and toxic relationships, um, that's an idea that I was speaking about. The fact that, like, um, you know, she said to me and her are soulmates, but, you know, we don't have a sexual relationship. You know, we're great friends. Um, right. And I agree with you. Like, those people don't always have to be represented as significant other sexually. Or sexually, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so agreed. Another one, going back to the Sailor Moon thing, team building, having lots of friends. Mm. Um, that's something that I hold strong ethics in um, because, as I said... you're an only child? Well, when I'm an only child, and as I said on my social media, I believe that f- friends are like department stores, you know? You get a little something different from each one, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into my friend who is Macy's expecting to get Zara quality. I'm you know done. What I mean? <laughs> um, okay, I mean, that's real talk. Zara. We just talked about that first in my church. All, my pastor just look, talked about the friendships in, in church like that, like how certain friends, like you, you depend on 
certain friends who are meant to be other kind of friends. So, Look, you know, if you have a friend that's like the party friend that you hang out with at four in the morning, that's the friend you call, but you don't call that friend when you're going through a breakup. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. And lots of people get this confused. They start wanting to combine all these different things. And it's like, you've never gotten this from this person before. Why are you expecting this now? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other thing. But um, those are one of my ethics. Um, again, going back to the word, I hold the word very strongly. That is an ethic of mine. Um, patient. I, I'm very patient. Patience and persistence. Those yes. are two things that go hand that, in hand. Patience that. and persistence. Yep. Especially for the things that you want. Especially for the fields that we are all in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Talk about it. Um, I believe in a karma meter. I feel like every time I I engage Ooh, yes, in I believe in Miss Karma. Yeah, there's a little Ms. karma Kama. meter in the corner of my, my what do you my, call her? My screen. Karma karma meter. I have a karma meter. There's oh, a meter, yeah. Wow. Where every time I do something good, you know, she builds up and I do something bad, she goes back down. Um so in that in your example for the for the um for the money on the floor. I would have had to give it back because I don't I don't want that meter going down. Like I, hear I that. always think about that. Um, <laughs> I have good karma right now because I gave it back. Exactly. Hey. But now Louis over has me second guessing myself. <laughs> I'm like I always want to be on the right side of right. Maybe hello. I was on the right side of wrong. Like what's going on? No, it happens. We can't win them all. We can't win them all. Um, and those are all my things. Adelosa has one more question. Yeah, one last before question. we wrap up. This yes. Segment. Oh, I'm having a time. I know. I want to continue. <laughs> okay. So this is my last question, Uh-oh, and I want you guys know. to all please be honest. Because yeah. here at the New York Post, we're very transparent. That's not part of my ethics. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that should be number one. We just talk about honesty and ethics. I mean, I feel like it's a given, right? I mean, but hey. But yeah, <laughs> but some people are like, hey. <laughs> all right. Have you ever had to compromise your morals? And ethics Ooh, in any question. situation in your life where you're just like, fuck, like, yeah. guess I'm gonna have to just do this. I wanna jump on this um, mm-hmm. first, if I may. Um, I had to really think about this, but I realized that, um, and it might seem so like, you know, like trivial or small or whatever, but I feel like I compromise my ethics every time I go into my barbershop. Which is what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm like, well, I'm like at least what do you mean? So, um, you know, as we all know, so I'm I I'm from Brownsville. I'm from the hood. <laughs> the um, and that's where my barbershop is because they line me the fuck up very well. Um, and, and they do all your different they hairstyles. They do all my different hair, my design. You know. What <laughs> yeah. I'm but um, with that culture of you know like black men in the hood. Um, there are certain conversations that go on in the barbershop. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, no. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah. And I am not the type of... Um, they're not bad enough for me to be the social justice warrior that's like, you guys need to stop talking like that. Or, you know... Like where you speak th- up? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Why? Because you pussy? It's not... <laughs> Oh, no, okay. it's never that. Just it's kidding. Never, just kidding. It's She's not that. kidding. She's not kidding. It's never <laughs> that. But it's, it, I, I just always feel like, and, and I'm waiting for the day for them to go like too far where I do like speak up and say, hey, like, actually, that's pretty fucked up. What you, do, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. It's never gotten that far, but they do, you know, they always have the conversations about gay people, about women, about white people, about this, about that, this, that, and the third, and they're just always on the opposite side of what I'm thinking and what the people around me think, um, but it's never too far left. They're always, like, teetering 
where like I'm about to say something, but they're but then you know they they might make a joke out of it or something like that. But um, I feel like the Derek in every other space, I'm always quick to be like, you know, to like shut somebody down or like say something. But in the barbershop, I will admit that I always compromise my morals. Cause I'm just gonna get yes. my fucking haircut. Like I just want to be lined up and walk out. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like it sounds like you're saying, which I, I do too. Especially, it happens a lot when you get older. Is picking and choosing your battles? Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because um, sometimes things are not worth it. You yeah. know, you're in, you're like I'm here for an hour. Like why am I gonna? Cause then why am I gonna say something? Make this a thing? And the next thing you know, I'm here for three hours. The next thing you know, I'm gonna knock somebody out. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm in jail. <laughs> Which has happened to me before. <laughs> Look, but, um, come on, big I, sis. Like, like I have literally put my hands on somebody, and next thing you know, I'm in jail. Look. But that's my younger days. <laughs> but and the thing is, you know, so you learn from those experiences, and then you go, you know what? Some things I have to pick and choose my battles, and go. I don't like what that person said. I'm out. Yada yada yada. La la la. All yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but I feel like part of humanity and part of life, which sucks, I feel like is. You have to pick and choose your battles because people with ethics and morals who are good people in the world, you want them to be around 30, 40 years from now. You want them to have a voice. You want them to have a stake. You want them to continue their art. You want them to continue their voice. You know, you want somebody like you, Louis, at least to be on the planet. So Louis leaves here and the next thing you know, he says something because his ethics and morals gotten away. And the next thing you know, somebody shanks him. And I feel like, you know, there's like certain things you can't do on the subway that you want to, that you would do Mm -hmm. in a certain environment. So that's why I, for me, artistically, I can use my ethics and morals for situations like this. I will use my voice in situations where I can say what I need to say. I don't have to worry about, you know, over here with the tiki torches coming after me. You know, there's certain things that you have to just... You have to put, it's all about perspective. Yeah, so I right. hear you, I'm, I'm just saying this to say that I hear you when you say you go into the to the barbershop and you don't say anything, it's because you want to like not make it a thing because you're in and out. You're right. And then also, and then you have a high tolerance where you know that one day if you say the wrong thing, I'm going to be in your face. But that hasn't happened yet. Right. And also too, that means you don't want to blow things out of proportion you don't want to become that person. Yeah. And I, but I do think it's a thin line and I do think it is about picking and choosing your battles because when I was younger, I would always be, I would always be chirping like a bird. I would always be out in people's faces. And then I got tired. I was like, you know what, Cherry, just let it go. Let it go. And then mm-hmm. ask for opportunities where your voice can be more powerful. So it was like, how can I make my voice powerful in situations? Cause you might not be as powerful in the barbershop, exactly. but you're powerful sitting here on this couch. Right. Right. Does Patience. that make sense, Louie? Yeah. A hundred percent patient um have i compromised absolutely i i I probably have right um so i equate that compromise a little bit with failure so i think that it it needs it it needs to happen to to continue to to strengthen your morals Mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh picking your battles absolutely very important um yeah uh yeah man that that, that's that that's it that's it right there yeah definitely what about you adeloso (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I'm always transparent on here, and I'm always like truthful. So um, I did. I think when it comes to dating, when it came to like my dating life, like when I was younger. Yes, guys, I'm almost gonna be thirty. So this is when I was younger. Ooh. Like, God bless. Um, so right. I think there was like definitely moment, a uh, moment where I felt like 
mm, I shouldn't be here like with this person, but I mm. was trying to feel like a void with something else. So it was just one of those things where I compromised my morals and yeah. my ethics yeah. where it was nothing like crazy, but you know, like it just felt like I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. this, but I'm still going to do it anyway because I just wanted to feel something. But what happened at the moment. end? At the end of the day, what? I mean, at the end of the day, like nothing crazy happened. It was just like, you know, like what you knew. But like, you went back to what you what? may have compromised for a little bit, but you went back to. Uh, yeah, I well, know so I cannot I went, be doing this. I went back this. to being me. And all there you stuff. go. That, but not, you need but that saying, to, to, to know it. But true, true. But not to saying that it didn't affect me in some way. Of course not. You know, like, of course, like, I, not even if I didn't realize it in that moment, like, for sure, like, it came out in other moments where I was like, oh, because I did this, you know, something like that. That's why things are playing out like that. But I think, like, especially when it comes to, like, my dating life, I did compromise my moral and my ethic to certain situations where I was like, "Mm, maybe I should have not done that, you know, like, things like that. Where it's just like, you know, you feel embarrassed over it, but then you're just also like, no, because at the end of the day, I still wanted to do right. it. You, It was for you. It was for me, but then I just knew that it was like going against my morals and my yeah. ethics, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I totally feel that. I understand that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank yeah. you very, very, very much. Another um, hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're going to dive into the last, last. Um, little like tidbit of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we are going to get on our train now. We like to ride our trains here oh, okay. at the New York Dose. So first, we're going to get on the one train. This is the one for fun. Did you have any fun with this topic? Why or why not, Louie? I most definitely have fun with this topic because it is something that I constantly I love your accent, think Louis. about. <laughs> it, it's something that I constantly think about, you know, um, h- how I hold myself. I, I hold that very important to me and, and to so other people. Um, so I'm glad. And it, and it's real world talk. You know, it's it's not it's not make believe. Right. So I, I I'm glad that this I was able to participate in this segment um, because these are these are my favorite topics right here. More at the character and all, all things like that. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I second what Louis says because I you know I love talking about things like this. And the reason why I had a good time today is because it didn't become a thing. You know, it's like everybody has maybe you know similar point of view, and even if there's a little difference, it's not like it didn't break out into like right. you know like a fight or anything. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And I just feel like especially. In this day and age, it's like we just have to learn how to have these conversations in yes. a productive way and a healthy way. And, uh, you know, and Rose doesn't, ha- you know, doesn't. Ha- <laughs> okay. Okay. Hello. All right. Talk hey. About it. hey, Rose. Talk about it. Uh, um, we're gonna, wait, wait. Sorry, go ahead. Really yes. quick, really <laughs> My bad. Um, I definitely did have fun with this because, it, again, like hearing all the different perspectives, but still, we were, I feel like we were more or less on the same page. Yeah. I was kind of surprised by you um, saying you have morals and ethics, <laughs> Derek, but, you know, um, that's always, you know, it was a surprise <laughs> on the news. Excuse But, uh, no, but I think, like, we kind of forget, right? Where it's just like we're kind of like moving and then like now the time with social media and all that, yeah. like how it's very like intertwined in our everyday lives. So I think it's so important, like it's nice and refreshing to hear people in 2019 like, what do they, what do that still have morals yeah. and ethics, you know? Because so, I feel like now in 2019, present day, that distinguishes that distinguish 
for me like a good person from a bad person like that's just it's just where is that for me right now where it's just like if you have morals and ethics to me you're a good person if you don't like you're just lost (laughs) agreed totally agreed i agree with that we're gonna slide over to the two trains mistakes were you ever mistaken about this subject matter or have you made any mistakes with it from it about it or involving it oh yeah Mm. talk about it um I, the, the one thing that comes up to me every time in my adult life, mm-hmm. even if I'm not asked this question, what I, the, like a regret kind of thing, a mistake, is because um, being called the N-word. Mm. I mean, but this one particular time by this white woman in Vegas, and I remembered losing it and just putting my hands on her. Mm. Wow. And I just, and I, my mother, I remember my mother being so angry at me not because I didn't stand up, because I stood up for myself, but she was like, you cannot let people like this destroy what you want to do. Right. You've been wanting to be in this business since you were seven. You've been wanting to be an actress and dancer, all these things. And the last thing you want to do is lose it to, especially one, a white person who's a racist, right? Because right. you're going to look back and you're going to be even more angry. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I need you to figure out what this, what this is going on inside of you that made you put your hands on her and just pick and choose your battles and figure out a way to fight back in a way that um, doesn't require to put your life on the line or put you on the line or put your career on the line, put your reputation on the line. Um, And she's like, you can be an angry black woman. She goes, but I need you to be a productive, angry black woman. (laughs) Okay. So that's what my mom told me. So that was my my lesson in how how to be productive. Yes. There you go. So my mother's like, I need you to be productive in your anger. And that was the beginning of my change. But I whooped her ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, Sherry with the cherry on top. She put the cherry on top on that ass. But my mother was not having it, you know? (laughs) Was not having it. And so, you know, you get, and you know, and I've I've grown from that because you get called all kinds of things as a black woman on this planet. And I just have to learn to be productive and, and root my anger and, you know, therapy's good. How to talk about but it. yeah, no, I, but that is. I a, cannot see you, girl, Jerry. honey, like honey, honey. I grew up in Vegas. I love. I see big sis. I see <laughs> it. It's inside of us. I see, it. I can yeah. see you. You the like demon. But that's what that's where DJ and I connected. But oh. it's there. I mean, <laughs> I don't. But you're right. I don't walk in the world that way anymore right. because I ha- I worked really hard on it and like mm-hmm. I did you know therapy with my anger and things like that. You know, and making my anger anger very productive, like Louis says, packaging and also too. You know, you how can you not like James Baldwin says? Like, you cannot be aware in this country and have consciousness and not be angry. That's what mm. James Baldwin says, yes. and I love James Baldwin. And the thing is, like, yes. And so, how can I be productive? And so, um, I you know, I just figured out a way. And I'm I'm not saying it's gonna happen again because I might have to cut some you know, put my hands on <laughs> oh somebody. My God. You know what I mean? Money, like I don't know. Like I might have to cut somebody. Like, shank, shank. You know I don't know. No. But I, I know, I'm hoping that doesn't come. Right. But I will say that I look back on that time, and I do have a regret in the sense that I let this woman have power over me. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, absolutely. Um, anybody else? No, I think have a moment. I <laughs> Call me. Come to the mic. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to... Louis? Louis looks like he has something yeah. to say. Uh, I made a mistake. Whenever, whenever I, uh, I second guess myself, I'm going to say, because especially if I'm making a move that comes from deep within, from my soul, from my heart, and then I go in, and if it didn't work out or it does work out or whatever, and I go into the, the cycle of, uh, I should have done this, I should have done that, which is it's, it's not the case, because then, then you are compromising, right? Yeah. Um, and if you should have, could have, would have, you know, you would have done it. Um, so I think whenever, I, whenever I get into that cycle, um, that's when I'm, that's when I come to a fault. I totally feel that. 
Um, we're going to slide over to the next train. Bless you. Uh, we're going to transfer over to the... F- Mm. Don't say the six. I was gonna say uh, so. There is the. He's gonna be like J Lo. Five for guys. All right, we're gonna do the five. We're gonna transfer over to the five for guys and the six for chicks. So, mm-hmm. how does this subject matter hinder or help men Men and and women? Um. So for Louis, how do you think that this uh, subject matter hinder or helped men? Men. Okay. Ready. So here you go. Yes, Louis. Go in. Go in, Louis. Louis, You could be a beautiful, (laughs) you could be a beautiful, strong, independent woman that doesn't need anybody in this world to do anything besides yourself. But it is okay for a man to hold the door open for you. It is okay to allow that to happen. Is it okay for for a man to slide the chair out for you? Just Mm. to show you. We know. We know. Hello. But it's okay for you to know too. Right. You know, it's okay for that. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. that that that's where that I think that that paradox comes into play right there. Love it. You know why I love that? The reason why I love that is because as a strong woman, yes. strong black woman, and I look at my mother too, and and my stepfather, and like the things that he does for her, and the things that she allows him to do in her mm-hmm. mind. Like she just, you know, because you get to a point because. And I'll speak for myself because I don't want to speak for all the black women out there because, you know, <laughs> I don't need nobody on my Instagram <laughs> coming at me, you know. But um, speaking for myself as a strong black woman, I just, the older I get, I'm not afraid to say I need him. I want, I need a man. And yes, open my door. Yes, take care of me. Yes, hold me. Cuddle and me. And not afraid to say that, and, and right? Just cuddle me. Appreciate. And, and appreciate it. Like, I just want you to come. Like, I there's time because I live on my own and there's times where I have a long day. Mm-hmm. I leave my house at eight. I don't mm-hmm. get home to like 12 or one o'clock yes. in the morning. And I just like, where is my man that's like, baby, don't worry. I cook dinner. Dinner's waiting for you. Just come home or and warm it up. There, and I just, like, and I just want to cry you, and right? just be like, I just want to cry in your arms. But I, that doesn't make me feel weak, is what right. I'm saying, mm. right? And it's like, there's times where I'm like, Lord, I would just love to walk home into the house of a nice bubble bath yes. with a glass of wine and I just want him to just present it he doesn't ask, don't ask me questions just hand me the glass of wine I'm gonna walk in the bathroom bathroom and have an hour and then I'll come out and then I'll tell you my story you know right, what I mean right but does that does, you know that's what I mean so that's why I love what Louis said because it is true it's like I just want somebody who recognized my strength but also to just be there and give and just nurture me in, in ways that I need to be nurtured. But also like it. to know like because Louis, I mean, you seem pretty young, like to know like there's people still like young enough to know those type of things. Because I feel like 2019, yeah. you know, like all that shit, like shit is changing, especially yes. in the dating scene and like what is put out there, what is claiming as like your wifey or your king or your queen and all mm-hmm. that shit. So it's just nice to hear that, too, where it's just like, no, like. I understand you're independent, whatever, but okay, so, and this is what this is what I bring too, you know, mm-hmm, where it's, it's just like, and not being intimidated by it because I feel like a lot of men could be intimidated intimidated by a woman who's just like, no, like, or just like very profound in like her beliefs and morals and ethics where they just could shy away from it was just like, no, that's just like what I grew up on. Like, mm-hmm. that's just yep. what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And Cherry, how about uh, the six train, six for chicks? How does this subject matter hinder or help women? Um, I feel like it helps women in a sense of like seeing and things in a different light. What I just said, you know, mm-hmm. for the women out there different who may see it a different way, just seeing it in a different perspective. Um, also helps women in a sense of like being okay with being strong and going, you know what? I'm not strong today. Right. Today is Tuesday, you know, 8 a.m. And I, and I have three things to do before I even leave to get on the subway and I need help. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to say that, you yes. know. And so, and I also feel like um, it it helps women in a sense of like your ethics and morals are rooted into Mother Earth, um, and so 
it it helps you in the sense of like don't be afraid to let that grow let the tree mm. take root and let it just grow 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 mm. and that it's okay and that being strong in your ethics and morals i guess what i can't think of the word um breaks open patriarchy i can't think of the word there's a certain word but knocks patriarchy on his head okay. basically that word means that but i'll just say knocks patriarchy on the head yeah. so the more you're into your ethics and morals the more patriarchy will be dismantled love it absolutely and i, and I think it distinguishes you as like a different type of woman to me like where it's just like if there is a woman or you know a young woman that has ethics and morals i think there is a difference like i'm like not trying to like compare like oh like you're this like you're higher or whatever like that but it does play a big role like mm. especially in women mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Absolutely. I, agree. I agree we're gonna transform on over to the g train as a guest how do you think your contribution to this topic helped us or our listeners <laughs> <laughs> um it would just have to be, you know, from my mindset, where I come from, you know, I'm not sure, you know, from the videos I watched, the videos I haven't watched, where the other guests have come from, but just, I hope that my perception or my insight did provide something, just given who I am as an individual, um, in my individual world, living in, you know, in the entirety, you know, uh, right. that, that where, where I come from, where my mindset um, did help, um, who I am I don't know if I helped in the sense of like and the reason why I say that is because just knowing how the New York dose works and who your followers are and who you guys are just watching you you know I know you and just you know just meeting you you know but seeing you like seeing you before I met you Mm -hmm. by seeing the videos and watching some of the interviews I just feel like um, you know there's a part of me that's like oh we're preaching to the choir but at the same time I the cool thing is that your fan base is growing. Mm. So to have a fan base that may not understand or may not, you know, have the courage to say how they feel. So I'm hoping that what we talked about today will get the newcomers that you're coming because you're like making all these relationships. Mm-hmm. And so your your base is growing. So as your base grows, you may get people who are on, on the other side. So hopefully, yes. you know, you can just bring somebody to your side. Does it, that make sense? Yeah, it doesn't that. even necessarily have to be a fan base, just yeah. a base, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even yeah. if people are tuning in because they don't like anything that's going on or being said, yeah. you know, you helped out a little bit. You, you put the words in their ears. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I hear yes. that. I hear that. Agreed. Agreed all the way. Um, we're going to transfer over to the J train. We haven't done this one in a while. I um, know. Is there a jackass associated with this subject matter? And oh. just because we spoke about him on the A side, I want to say that um, uh, my jackass that I would put on this J train would be R. Kelly because those ethics and those morals. Oh, gosh. My God. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have a. Oh. 45. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't even say his name. 45. That's right. Talk about it. Mm. Hello. Um, you, Louis? You got anybody? I got like seven and a half. Okay. <laughs> bring it. Bring it, Louis. Bring it. No, I, um, I, I don't know. I can't. I, I definitely have one. I, I just, right now, I don't know. I can't I can't give a specific name right now. But I definitely, did. Yeah, of course. They're there. What, I know. what would it be without, without them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. yeah. I hear that. Hello, hello. We're going to transfer on over to the D train. Um, this is debrief. Does the subject matter need to be rectified? If so, what are some possible solutions we can draw in an effort to move forward? Mm. So we spoke about today many people not either having or showcasing too many positive ethics or morals anymore. Um, and I think, or just like they know it, but just throwing it out the window. Yeah, just right? throwing it out the window. And I think um, Cherry said something really good 
um, a couple of seconds ago about the fact that um, of her and Louis being here possibly being a window to other people saying it's okay for me to be firm in my beliefs or right. for me to state that this is what I believe in and put that on paper and adhere to it. Um, so that's uh, a solution that I will offer, saying it out loud, which is why this conversation was important for me. Um, you know, reminding myself what I believe in and saying that out loud for into sure. the universe, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. What about you guys? I mean, sorry. Uh, I think the same type of feeling where it's just like, um, just keep on spreading that. Like I think, like holding onto your, holding onto it, and not forgetting it. Like yes, there are some, like there's some moments where you might have to compromise your things, and not feeling so like bad on yourself because of that. But just holding onto that, and like what works for you in your lifestyle, and like spreading that into whoever comes into your circle like seeing where you guys play in that part or if mm-hmm. it meshes not saying that it has to be exactly like your morals don't have to be exactly mine right. but i feel like more or less like it has to be like all right you yeah. know there's a line you yeah. know so i think like just different owning, paths same yeah, forest owning into it staying true to it and like if you're around other people like spreading spreading it to continue like okay like I understand shit is changing, times is changing, but this is still very important to me. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I um I agree with you and what you're saying, and I feel like that's the foundation of what I'm about to say. It has to start in your own front yard, right, mm-hmm. or in your own backyard. It has to start locally in your neighborhoods, and so I feel like the way that we could um keep continuing to work and fight against this is by getting people to register to vote. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, talking about where this country is going because the morale of this country is going down, down, down. Mm-hmm. And how, what you can do locally, people around your circle, friends, call people out yeah. on their shit. Yes. You know, and say, this is why I feel this way. Let's have an open discussion, and a res- constructive and conversation. And there's a respectful way to do a, it. You can guys, do it that way, right? Like, yeah. And really say, listen, um, you know, and how you can keep your friends and family safe, you know, because in the world... Um, people feel entitled to just call the police on you, walking your damn dog. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be able to, um, you have to be able to fight in your neighborhood, fight in your backyard and the front yard with your friends and bring them, bring their standards or your standards up, you know, when things are bad, right? Say like, cause I'm assuming that everybody in this room, I'm talking to people in this room, Mm -hmm. the four of us, we're around people who have great ethics and morals or we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have them in our lives. Exactly. But, as you run into people picking and choosing your battles, picking what battle to choose to help people restore that, because I do feel like there's a um, a negative energy in the in, in the in the in the country right now. Yeah. I also feel like a lot of people' morales are low. I feel like a lot a lot of energy, like New York. Louis and I were talking off mic before the show about the changes of New York, right? Meaning with a lot of um, the Hudson Yard things like that. Mm-hmm. But what's for me, what I find is changing is the. New York doesn't feel like New York anymore because I feel like even though people might be walking around with a smile on their face, there is something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel it, I, you know, and I feel like it's because you of what, this it. administration. It doesn't feel the same. Like I like with the even on a subway, the livelihood of New York is gone. And I feel like that in other cities when I travel, people are living their lives, but they're living their lives in a way that they just feel hopeless and I just feel like we can help or we compromise can, or compromise right. I agree mm-hmm. and I feel like we can change that by continuing to be true to ourselves our ethics and morals by getting people to out there to vote so we can get this guy out of office because that is going to lift our morals and our mm-hmm. ethics I don't know 
completely agree. I agree too. Louis, did anybody else have anything to say? Look at me. Louis. Okay. Yeah. Do I need to pass the mic. Yeah. Louis, I mean, because I, I try not to get Louis, like, you know, what I don't, you trying to say I'm, very poli- I'm very political, but I don't want to make everything I say like about like, you know, no, like a, like no, a news no. station over here. Love. But DJ knows me well yep. enough to, not, to know that I'm just like, we. Can, I cannot sleep until, yep. you know. Yeah, so no sleep till Brooklyn. Hello. No, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I'm just going to say, especially with ethics, if somebody on your side is wrong, you give them wrong. Mm. You don't try to cover it up because you just, it's just, it's detrimental to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to so get political, if you're a Republican and a Republican says something that's wrong, it's okay. You, you, could, you could give them wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? If someone in your community does something wrong, if your boy, if your girl does something wrong, you could give them wrong, correct them and move forward. Because mm-hmm. the more you cover it up, especially with the social media, um, it's just it's just digging more of a hole and yeah. more of this just this trash that's unnecessary. Yes, talk about. I hear it. that. Real talk. Thank you guys so much for joining oh, us. Yeah. So happy to be here. Oh my god. Bye. You can find uh, me at DJ SJ six one four on Instagram and Twitter, and Hollywood on six. Hollywood oh. underscore 614. Oh. What is this no, one? Do I, I know about just, this one? I think it's just Hollywood 614. What is this Snapchat. Hollywood 614? Oh, I'm, I'm not on Snapchat. I'm too old for yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, I think it's just like, on Snapchat. Um, live live new shows at 3 a.m. New shows? Hello, hey. Oh, uh, maybe I need to, I don't want to know. You know what? This is too much for me. Too, too much for much. me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, uh, what about you, Adeloso? Well, yes. You can find me at Adeloso09 on Instagram at Adeloso on Twitter and the snap. Yay. And Louis? Allboro underscore promotions, A-L-L-B-O-R-O underscore promotions. Saturday, May 4th at 222 Barry, we are having an event with okay. 15 artists and brands from around New York will be coming Ay. through live Ay, music Ay, at Ay. 7 p.m. Doors open at 1 p.m. The New York Dose will be there taking Ay. stories and sharing stories. So pull thought? up Saturday, May 4th, 222 Barry. Hello. Oh my gosh, yeah. if I was in town, I would so be there, but oh, I'm going to yeah. be in L.A. at the Emmys. Oh, all right, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me, Cherry, at Sundays with the cherry on top. Um, that's my Instagram, um, Sundays with the cherry on top, and Cherry Axe on Twitter. And on YouTube, you can find me at Sundays with the Cherry on Top, where you'll get the first season of my Black Cultural Video Blog Show, where I go around New York City and I basically interview black and brown people artistically, politically, and emotionally. Chefs, I have therapists, I have, you know, executive producer of the Apollo. Um, I want the New York Dose to be an episode. Hey. So I have, I have season one down, and when I'm back from the Emmys, if you know, depending on if I win or not, I'm gonna start season two. If <laughs> I win, that's gonna be a little delayed. I'm gonna right. be busy. Right. But I would love for you to go on Sundays with the Cherry on Top on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel. Watch the first season. I have six episodes where I'm all over New York talking to very amazing people. And that's it. It is such a treat. I love and it. As you all already know, all of that, all of that information will yes. be in our episode description, mm-hmm. links, and all that jazz. So don't be afraid to click. Um, special promotion for this episode is my poetry book, GNHB. Cop that if you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, NXN, um, NXN, fabulous merchandise. I've been wearing my little Costa Rica hat from NXN uh, this Yo, week, they've and been people out have been here. loving it. Um, uh, get a ten percent discount code using the New York Dose. Um, on that site, uh, the Escape to New York Art Show. 
Um, our partners over yes. at Escape to NYC are hosting an art show. It will consist of an art marketplace, exhibitions, live art, and visual performances. This will take place at Image Gallery on May 25th, starting at 4 p.m. Tell your art C friends to stop on by and make sure you RSVP ASAP. Um, that link will also be in our episode description. Um, another special promotion is the All Boroughs show happening on May 4th, which Louis just spoke about. Um, if you want to say anything more on it again. Um, we're going to have the New York Dose. We're going to have brands like the Spirits of the Bronx Native, yes. Dirty Orchid, every Yay. single borough, uh, installations, live art. We're going to have uh, food. We're going to have music, a jazz band throughout the day. It's, it's really what it is. It's, it's an experience for communities and for the people in their communities uh, to have a platform to, most importantly, network for yeah. someone from the Bronx to work with someone from Brooklyn and Queens and Staten Island and Manhattan. Um, and it's a chance for them to really take pride and uh, push their culture forward nice. and whatever it is they got going on. So definitely come through. It's going it. to be a day, guys. Um, absolutely come through. Uh, this episode was produced by the board of the New York Dose and hosted by the Carbon Dioxide Network. Aye. Our audio engineer is Adeloso and our audio editor okay. is Bruckner. Photos, YouTube footage, and social media coverage for this week were captured by Kwame. Shout out to the rest of the team over at Visuals. Gina okay. and in our um uh well Gina and um also uh Gilu and in our crew department Eden, Cece, Frank, David, Noel, and Lenny. Don't forget to ever stay dope. Stay dope and stay New York. It's, it's the, the New York, York dose, dose, baby. Before you leave, here's a message from our carbon dioxide network brothers. Over at Taste Your Tongue. Let that shit out. What's up, everyone? I go by Mars, and I run the Taste Your Tongue podcast. Taste Your Tongue is an expression originating in the West Indies, which means think before you speak. Sounds simple, right? And yet there's so many people nowadays who forget to do so. On Taste Your Tongue, we make it a point to combat this reckless habit. So tune in every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud as we think about everyday problems and then speak about possible solutions for them. Everyone speaks... But not everyone tastes their tongue. And that's where we come in. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I know they said something about some beef that we had. This shit is that dumb good. You mad tight, yo. Hey, yo, did I ask me? Better life. Yo, that shit is whack. This shit about to be lit. Nah, you fine, my nigga. Look at me again and you gonna catch these hands. You big man or little man? You would have thought you was getting that money back. That's mad OD. I'm not pussy. Fuck out of here. Out of here, my nigga. Like, what? The fuck? Miss, miss, like, hey yo. Bob, but like, DK, 